Welcome back to Gale Force Winds Season 2. The Gale Force Winds Podcast is proudly sponsored by Newfound Marketing, a digital marketing agency located in St. John's, Newfoundland. Visit our website at newfoundmarketing.ca to find out how we can help your business grow. Newfound Marketing, a compliment to your marketing team. Well, welcome to another wonderful edition of Gale Force Winds. Can't begin to describe how happy I am to be in conversation with these fine gentlemen right here at the headquarters of the Newfoundland and Labrador Construction Association. I can tell you right now, we've done a lot of work with this association and I've loved every minute of it. I'm Alan Dale. With me as always, my good buddy Jerry Carew from the East End of St. John's. How are you, Jerry? I'm doing extremely well. We are here today with Bill and Paul from the Shriners. And I cannot wait to learn more about the Shriners organization and how we're going to raise some money through their collaboration with the NLCA. We're going to raise some money. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. I'm uh, Bill Radford. I'm the what they call potentate of Mazal Shriners uh, this year. It's normally a, a one-year uh, posting, that, uh, but it takes five years to get there. You get elected to what we call a divan, which is a board of directors. Uh, you will notice that I will be using from time to time some terms I sound a little bit more familiar with Arabic than, than uh, English and that's because of the origins of the organization and uh, so as potentate I am like I said referred to as the uh, chair of the board of directors uh, so it is my job to kind of keep things on track keep things moving along and uh, as it is with any type of organization <coughs> and uh, Motivate what we have is a fantastic team who uh, uh, get motivated by the efforts and with the feedback we get from the community, the efforts we get from the community, such as our relationship with the uh, NLCA, and uh, dealing with our some of our patients, patient families, right. who uh, they will uh, give us feedback on their experiences and how it's changed lives and, and, uh, and that kind of good thing. So. How about yourself? Well, I'm Paul Rose, and I am what I I'm used to, I used to be what he is now. And, uh, I see uh, that. Yeah, past. past no, I'm I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, pretty well, what Bill said sums us up. I uh, I was potentate for the uh, Mazal Shriners in 2018, and uh, of course Bill is potentate this year and uh, threatens to stay on for next year as well. Yes, yes. Rumor to so, that effect. So, so, so hold on, Alan. So you would have went through the pandemic as potentate. No, no, not no. really. I was out after that. I okay. finished in 2018. What happens is we go on, a, we, as Bill said, we go on the divan, and the divan is like the executive, and you progress each year for five years, uh -huh. and uh, when you get to the top, you're the potentate, and the buck stops there. So, um, you, you know, and uh, that's pretty much it. So, gotcha. uh, you know, we're the management team that keeps the shrine going and does all the interaction with the community and stuff like that. So, fellas, you didn't arrive here right out of the gate. Like, so what was the pathway to get to where you are within this organization? Go ahead. Well, not sure about how far back. I'd like you go all the way back. Okay. Back in time. Well, I won't go back to birth. That <laughs> may not be a great subject to cover sure. this kind of situation. But I will go back to... Uh, in order to be a Shriner, you had to be a member of the Freemasons. Okay. So you're a member of Masonry. And in 1974, my um, brother, who was a member of the Masonic, uh, spoke to me. We went to a couple of social events. I liked what I saw. Uh, of course, the Masonic is a fraternal organization, so it's 
brothers looking out for brothers and, and that kind of thing. And, uh, and I really appreciated it. Little did I know at the time that uh, we were actually raised on Masonic principles when we're, as, from children. Mm -hmm. uh, our father was a Mason. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was a very busy mason uh, until he got to the point where he started to have his family and the, you know some of the demands of, of life were such. And uh, so, you know, I can see now what happened because I'm one of those and I'm all in. And I'm quite sure that Dad was all in and he recognized. So he kind of stepped to one side. So then, when my brother got involved and I got involved, well, he really wanted to get back, uh, which he did. And it was, as I learned about the teen incident of masonry, I, I could relate to uh, how we were raised, like I said, you know, how you treated people, how you reacted to when somebody did something. You didn't kind of jump and try to figure out how come that is. Mm -hmm. Why is that going on? So anyway, uh, so like I said, I, I joined the Masonic in 1974. Uh, I've always been a little bit... Uh, well, I'm outgoing and, and whatnot. So anyway, I, I got into office in that at a very early stage. And in, in uh, 1980, I decided I was going to join the shrine and kind of had a unique thing happen because my father joined the shrine the same day I did. Mm. And our brother was already a shriner. And it was a very emotional. I, I could fill up here now even uh, mm -hmm. thinking back to uh, when we did that. And uh, so then, like in... That was a very busy time uh, for us, for, for sure. And, I, and it also gives me a reflection on how society was then versus how society is today. Uh, my wife, the good fortune of being a stay-at-home mom, and allowed me to be able to become very active in some of these organizations. Right. Because she was, you know, she was home mind the fort, and and she really supported, you know, these things that I did, and we really recognized too what a great benefit uh, the Masonic and the Shrine uh, had on our family. Right. Like my, I'm sure that my father lived at least two to three years longer because he's involved with the Shrine. Um, Years ago, they used to have the Ronald McDonald uh, McHappy Day, mm -hmm. and I got a picture at home of, of him in a in a fez and a, and a McHappy apron, yeah, yeah. and I got the apron, in fact, yeah. at home. And every now and again, I'll come across it, and it's such fantastic memories. So, I, you know, I was uh, I was I was young when I became master of Saint John's Lodge. Uh, that was in uh, 1983. Uh, so I was 34 years old. So at that point in time, I had been the youngest master ever, uh, you know, in that particular lodge, which I was dethroned by somebody else a few years later. But then I got revenge because my son joined the Masonic, and uh, and he was master in, in uh, uh, at 31. Wow. But anyway, did he dethrone the guy that dethroned you? Yes. <laughs> That's sweet revenge. It was sweet revenge, but from a, a brotherly love point sure, of view. Sure. Correct. It's yes. it's a, it's one of those things and one of those types of organizations too, where amongst your members, you know, like you can say, "Well, you got a big belly," you know, and they'll say, "Well, sorry, you lost all your hair," you know, and and people don't get offended or, or anything else. I so, have both so. those things. That really hurt. Does that hurt? Well, that's a shame. Well, I have a suggestion for you, Jerry. In my pocket, I have an application. So. <laughs> Service runs deep in your family. There's no doubt about it. You no, can feel it. No, and, no. and you can feel the passion when you talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And thank you for that. How about your journey to get here? 
Well, I don't think I had the, the same intense journey at home. I, uh, my, uh, my father actually was a Mason as well. Uh, not that he was involved all that heavily in the organization. Uh, I, I remember him being, you know, going to meetings every, every week. And, uh, you know, I had an uncle who was very active in the Masonic as well. But for some reason, uh, I never chose to get involved in Masonry as early as people such as Bill did. I, it took me longer, I guess, to uh, uh, wise up to it, so to speak. Right. And uh, growing up, I guess, and uh, in my early career in, in working, I, I, I was involved in a lot of organizations. I was, I was heavily involved in sports and that, so, and I participated in a lot of sports uh, boards and bodies and executives and stuff like that. And uh, my, my job, basically, when I was working was market support, marketing support, helping companies, uh, expanding markets, taking companies around the world, taking them on trade missions, things like that. And that whole thing of helping and helping uh, companies expand and working with them and making them better, uh, I think uh, in later life made me look to Masonic and look to the shrine as a place I wanted to be. And I guess as I started to wind down my career, in my, as I got into my mid-50s, I guess, and I uh, kind of looked at the, at the Masonic and thought, well, maybe I should. And I remember Dad having the, the uh, uh, Masonic um, plaque in the basement, the uh, uh, initiation uh, plaque that we get, and uh, I, remember, I remember that vividly. And uh, my neighbor at the time said to me, he said, uh, you know, he said, I'm a, I'm a Mason. He said, why don't you come to a meeting with me? So uh, I said, sure. So I went along, and uh, that was back in 2003, I guess that was. Yeah. And uh, I've been in it ever since. And from there, um, it was a, a natural evolution about eight or nine, ten years later, I became a Shriner and uh, went on from there. So it's, it's been a, not as a, a long as journey is built, but the funny thing is, when I became a Shriner, or I should say when I became a Mason, the guy that led me down the floor that night when I was being initiated was this guy here. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. So let me get this straight. So Coincidentally. All uh, Shriners are Masons. Yes. But not all Masons are necessarily Shriners. Is that correct? That's correct. So explain a Shriner to me. What does a Shriner do? What is the crux of what it is that you do? Well, I guess really, in, um, we like to say Shrine is the, the Shriners are, are, well, the Shrine is the fun part of Masonry. Okay. And... Uh, Shriners, I guess, uh, have uh, made their uh, uh, case and have been become successful by being more or less the lighter side of, of Masonic. Uh, our activities, uh, you know, are geared towards raising funding, and you know, we see our, they see our, us in parades, dressed in our uh, our Arabic outfits, riding those little cars, mm -hmm. dressed up as policemen, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's that's pretty much where, how we've uh, evolved into that. But like we say, shrine is the, is the fun side of, uh, of masonry. A great explanation. Now, you're raising funds specifically for whom? We, uh, we have a very broad group mm -hmm. at the present time. Uh, the Shriners uh, Hospital started uh, in, 19, in uh, 1922. So actually this is the uh, 100th year uh, of it. And um, the Shriners for the first 50 years participated in a lot of philanthropic activities there was a, like major fires they would help and there was there were things they did like that and then uh, during the 1920s uh, polio started to get on the go and anyway there was a, at the imperial potentate in 1920 proposed that the shriners build a hospital to look after orthopedic uh, children 
1922, that happened. Now, I'm going to leave something out, I'm sure I am, because it's such a broad thing. Sure. But as we started out with orthopedics, then we branched into uh, burns. We're now very much into uh, scoliosis okay. within orthopedics. Uh, it's an area where the Shriners are now known worldwide as being ahead. We have developed so much uh, in the operating areas and for, for those areas that uh, used to be a child would be in mm -hmm. hospital for like a week, 10 days. And in many cases now, it's like overnight mm -hmm. type of thing. We also look after uh, cleft lip, cleft palate, uh, OI, which is osteogenesis, imperfe in osteogenesis imperfecta. Took me a while to get that one down, us, mm -hmm. which is uh, brittle bone disease. Right. Yeah. We are considered now to be among the world's leading in that particular area. We have a lot of research going on in, um, at our uh, Canadian hospital, which is in Montreal. Uh, and the Burns thing as well, is, it's very big. The Shriners have developed, the Shriners were the ones that developed bro uh, growing skin mm -hmm. in petri dishes. Wow. And you know, we've recently had now uh, a patients flown into our Boston hospital from Ukraine. Really? At, uh, uh, we've had children. We've had, we've had children from here. We had a particular child a number of years ago. And I, we try to be kind of private in some of these kinds of things, but some people will probably be, might be able to figure out who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And we had a situation where this child was burned severely, and they'd almost pretty much given up hope. Uh, and we, you got to remember, this was a long time ago. And, uh, you know, the Janeway were sort of, like, they're not be able to do anything for that child and whatever. Anyway, we persisted and we brought a near ambulance in and we flew that young man to Boston, recovered, uh, did extremely well. He's now a productive member of society and he was not expected to survive. You know, I've heard stories, not unlike what you just mentioned, when they pick up the phone and they engage the Shriners, mm -hmm. the family just feels an immediate sense of relief. Mm -hmm. Somebody is there to catch them. Little things like picking them up at the airport and taking them mm -hmm. where, they need the, where they need mm -hmm. to be. Those things that are stressful in the moment, mm -hmm. you're right there for them. Yeah, when, what, what, what we do is, uh, you know, with, with families and that, we'll embrace the family, our office manager and the Shriners will uh, come to the fore more or less to work with the family, uh, we'll book their reservations, uh, get them to the airport, take them to, you know, they'll fly to Montreal for, to the hospital or, or to Boston or to Philadelphia, wherever. And they're met at the airport in Montreal. They're not left on their own. Yeah. And there's lots of the, our patients and their families have never flown before. And this is a first time experience. Right. So having the Shriners there to take them literally by the hand almost in Montreal, take them downtown, bring them into the, into the hotel, and then be with them the next day, taking them to the hospital, and they're welcomed at the hospital with open arms. Yeah, yeah we, we like to say we treat the family. Right. We're not, we're not just treating the patient, mm -hmm. you know, the individual. The, our, at our facilities, and anybody who's been there will tell, you know, will tell you this, that when a child goes there, they talk to the child, they converse, with the child, get the child's feelings. Everything is done to keep that child relaxed and, and uh, enjoy 
their experience. You know, we've got, we've got families where um, they've been back and forth, uh, you know, a number of times. And uh, the child hears that they've got to go to uh, the Canadian Hospital in Montreal, and they're happy. They're delighted. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, the, it's a place where everybody understands what they're doing and how they are. And, and the Shriners make a very strong effort to connect directly with, with those children. Uh, you know, like the phrase that, you know, not all superheroes wear capes. Well, but they don't. There's a lot of them wear, wear, and I can't say uniforms because in our hospital in Montreal, they don't wear uniforms. Mm -hmm. They wear regular clothes mm -hmm. so that the children will feel almost like they're in a hotel more so than they're in a hospital. You know, what you're describing, uh, fellas, is the very foundation of our society, mm -hmm. caring for people. And that's a beautiful thing. And, yep. and I know that uh, staying on this foundation theme, <clears throat> you guys have a wonderful relationship with people that take our society beyond the foundation and build yeah. great things. The Newfoundland and Labrador Construction Association, these people are doing wonderful things for Newfoundland, and you guys have a wonderful relationship with this organization. So tell me a little bit about that relationship and what that means. Well, uh, we certainly do have a, a very good relationship with the uh, Newfoundland and Labrador Construction Association, and, and we are extremely appreciative of it. Um, our relationship with the organization like broadens our scope. It it gives us. They raise money for us. They've they've helped us uh, to the tune of four hundred and twenty thousand dollars over the years. But they also like a big piece in our type of of uh, enterprise, for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. uh, is awareness. So like when we're dealing with the NLCA and they're dealing with all of their members. The shrine name is getting out to their 650 or uh, members that they have. So our name is in the face of those people. And they get to hear some of these stories <coughs> that we tell. And like, getting our stories out there is very important because not just from us raising money, but for people knowing about shriners, for people who need help, right. who don't necessarily know where else to turn. So if they hadn't heard about our organization, the only way we would find them, uh, if we weren't didn't have these kinds of relationships, uh, you know, would be if you were going through a mall and you saw a child with crutches, and you could go, you know, approach a parent. But like we are getting through some of these kinds of relationships, we are getting now a lot of calls, mm -hmm. a lot of internet inquiries. Mm -hmm. uh, social media has has been very good, and again through. Uh, relationship with the uh, NLCA, this opportunity. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't get this opportunity without right. without this this kind of a relationship and and yeah. and them caring so much about us. Yeah, big event coming up, right? You want to talk right. about that? Let's pick up the piece of paper here, and we'll talk a little bit about this boots and buckle event. So, Jerry, do you want to tell us about it, or well, I'm going to give it to buckles. you. You want to be the lead singer of this band? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like being the drummer. Well, uh, on October 27th, there's a huge fundraiser mm -hmm. that the NLCA is putting together, and you too yeah. will be there. I would expect. Um, do you, are you going to have some more people at that event on October 27th? We will. Right? Yeah, we will. Yeah. Twenty eighth. We, 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 uh, we normally will bring out a contingent of Shriners who. Uh, 
uh, chip in and do what's required to make the evening a, a success. Whether yeah. that's selling tickets, spinning wheels, collecting money at the door, d uh, giving out prizes, you know, we're, we're there to do the uh, on the floor work. And, you, and you've like, been at one of these events we've before. We've done a number of these Tell us here. a little bit about how that unfolded, and then we'll talk about the specific, specific moments event, coming yeah. up. Well, I guess from my personal experience, I can talk to the uh, casino night that we've, we had um, d during my year on the divan, or my years on the divan. Uh, we, uh, we worked various tables, we helped sell tickets that night. Um, you know, there was all, whatever, what goes on at a casino night, you know, we were, we were helping out in, in all sorts of different ways. Um, we, um, that particular time we, uh, we also had uh, uh, the Premier, we, we engaged, we had the, pre the Premier uh, participate in our dinner that night, uh, which was on a Saturday night, he came in. We actually gave the uh, local uh, uh, garage here in town, an automobile dealership, uh, donated the vehicle. And uh, they were, um, you know, we, that, that was given away that night. And the, the level of interest was phenomenal that night. We had several hundred people in the audience, and it went over really, really well. And uh, that night in particular, we brought out that one of our star patients, so to speak. Right. And this was one of our patients who had had an unfortunate skiing accident uh, here on the island. And uh, we uh, rushed him to uh, Philadelphia. And... Uh, he has become a spokesman and, uh, for, the, for our cause uh, over the years. He's participated in a number of activities and uh, been, been a speaker at a number of events for us. And uh, we really appreciate that. But he is a, you know, he's a shining example of how Shriners jump in and how they help in life-threatening situations, as that was. Well, I just want to jump in there. And I think part of the idea, Alan, behind Gale Force Winds putting our social media power behind this mm -hmm. is that in the past, the, the money has been raised on the night of the event. Mm -hmm. right. We are a month and a bit away from the event here right now. We are going to post this on social media. So what we're asking is for people to actually donate. And there will be a link at the link, bottom we, of this video. link below here. There will be a link below here, up here, wherever we decide to put it. Right? <laughs> yep. Trying to be one of those young people doing it, you know. But <laughs> I think in advance of this event, the, there's people that can help. Right. Um, besides the people that are in the Newfoundland Library Construction Association. Yep. So this advance warning, you said social media has mm -hmm. done well. Yeah. We want to piggyback on that. We want to yeah. help the yep. Shriners do what you're doing because I, I got quite emotional while you were both talking about yeah. what you do. Yeah. So you're 100% right, Jerry. Uh, you can donate now. Start donating now. It's important, right? Mm -hmm. So there'll yep. be a link provided, and we want people to really lean into this early. As they say in PEI, vote early and vote often. <laughs> Get on that link <laughs> and vote early and vote often. Start donating money now. He ran so, for politics, by the way. <laughs> so it's going to be at the Delta Hotel. It's promising to be a wonderful night. It's going to be a tribute band to the Dixie Chicks. So it's going to be wonderful. That's a high-energy rock and roll country band. It's going to be great. It's called Boots and Buckles. It's at the Delta Hotel, and uh, tickets are $50 each. And here's the best part of the whole thing. 100% of all the money raised goes right to this wonderful organization, and I think that's very powerful. Guys, I'm going to ask you a couple of really quick questions mm -hmm. that I'm sure that a lot of the audience are going to want to know. What is the origin of the Fez? The origin of the Fez? Well, I think as I, me I mentioned earlier, this uh, Arabic theme and the shrine being started by two individuals. One was an actor who uh, had done a tour of Europe and had attended a party and he thought this was fun and frolic. Uh, it was really the thing of the day. 
So uh, they got together and they figured out how the organization was going to look and they decided that they uh, would use the Fez. And the Fez is named for the city in Morocco of, of Fez. So it is something that, was dis that is distinctive, mm -hmm. that when you see a red Fez, you know it's a shrine organization. So these guys were like way ahead of their time before they invented <coughs> words like branding and, uh, and, and, and some of the things that we're doing today. You know, you pick right. out all kinds of buzzwords. And, and this was an actor and a doctor. So, uh, you know, if they had today's tools, wow. Not sure right. where else from. The Fez, that's, that's how that comes about. Shukram for that. And tell me this now. Why should people donate to the Shriners right now? Why should they do that? You explain that to us. Well, you know, we're, we have hospitals throughout North America. We have one in, in Montreal, which is a leading uh, center of excellence for, like, like Bill said earlier, for OI, you know, brittle bone disease, and uh, orthopedics in general. And uh, we are recognized and uh, continue to be so. But uh, we, uh, you know, the Shriners do things for children which are so important, you know. If you have a child who has a, a club foot, if you have a child who has a, a cleft lip, you have an unfortunate incident where your child could be burned severely. You know, Shriners step up. It's, it's the, the value Shriners bring. And at, it's at no cost whatsoever to the family. We come in there and we take, take the family, as I said earlier, literally by the hand, take them to our hospital, and whatever it takes to um, start the healing process, we're there for them. Absolutely no cost to the family. Absolutely not. Unbelievable. How would they engage you when a family needs help like this? How do they get access to your service? Well, we, of course, are uh, we're on the Internet. You, anybody can uh, just Google Shriners. Uh, there's something I do want to say, it, and uh, there's some compliments to be passed out in this. And that is we are now getting a fair number of uh, referrals actually directly from the Janeway okay. to, uh, to our Montreal hospital. Mm -hmm. And as Paul said, uh, we are the forerunners in orthopedics, in pediatric orthopedics in North America. Mm -hmm. And the Montreal hospital is very cutting edge. So uh, is not, we're not hard to find. Shriners.org, real easy. Yeah. Um, Google, there's, we have 800 numbers, any way you want to, and we will get back to you and we will, res we will, will respond. Jerry, just want to mention before I go, but you know, you talk about your motivators, and in July we have what we call our summer ceremonial, and we had a patient there, and it was a young girl with scoliosis. And she is now three inches taller than she was mm -hmm. six months ago from her operation and her, and her, <coughs> her spurt, uh, her gr uh, growth spurts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's what drives us. You know, I just, that's why we yeah. need that help, you know, that we can, do, we can continue to do <coughs> this and, and get out and reach more people. And one, one, one other story in that same vein as well. We were in Cornerbrook a number of years, going back seven or eight years ago, and uh, we used to do a, a flag raising on a Friday afternoon to kick off Shriners weekend. And we were outside, it was starting to snow, and we were getting the flag ready to come up the pole. And this lady came along, she was probably in her 20s, and uh, she came over to myself and this other guy, and she said, you're Shriners. And I said, yeah. She says, well, I'm from Jamaica. And I said, really? She said, if, if it hadn't been for the Shriners, 
I wouldn't be here today. She says, I was severely burned in a fire in Jamaica and ended up going to the Shriners Hospital in Galveston, Texas. And she says, they saved my life. Wow. And that just happened on a spur of the moment on the sidewalk in Quarter Brook, right out of left field. Powerful stories, fellas. Powerful stories. And uh, I can't begin to thank you enough for the service that you provide mm -hmm. to the community. I can't. Uh, begin to tell folks that how important it is to donate, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a genuine, mm -hmm. you're, helping, you're helping fellow uh, uh, citizens here, yeah. you know. So we'll get on there, we'll, we'll get people on that donation page and do it. So let's not forget the Boots and Buckles event yeah. uh, at the Delta Hotel. It's going to be a tribute band, Dixie Chicks. You guys are probably big fans. Are you big fans of the Dixie Chicks? Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I love them. Jerry, I know you are. I love them, actually. Uh -huh. We drove to Nova Scotia, and they're not called the Dixie Chicks anymore. Just the no, Chicks. Just chicks. Oh. The chicks yeah. Just want you to be politically correct. I stand correct corrected. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so tickets are $50 each, and it is October 27th? Mm -hmm. 28th. 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 So it's 27th here, but it's actually the 28th. So I think it's going to be a wonderful, uh, a wonderful mm -hmm. event. And um, we have more news coming in. Purchase your tickets at nlca.ca so that's it purchase your tickets at nlca.ca get a ticket for that event <laughs> go on and donate and i think it's going to be a wonderful event any yeah. last words guys yes thank you very much to uh, gale force winds and even more so thank you very much to the nlca you uh, uh without this type of thing uh we would still be walking around in malls trying to uh, find patients but you yeah. you get it out there you get it out on social media and get the attention that we need and really appreciate it thank you very much well bill you know what you have given to your community you've given to your career and you continue to give thank so you, you do Paul. okay and thank i'm you. telling you i have nothing but respect for both of you and that's okay. what it looks like that's what when two good organizations come together and try to do good things for our community the nlca and the shriners good things happen get to that event, donate, let's make a difference. This has been an unbelievable evening, guys. I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciate it. I've learned a lot mm -hmm. about uh, Freemasonry. I've yeah. learned a lot about the Shriners in this conversation, and I've learned a lot about the good things that we can now do together. So thank you very much. A real honor. Thank you. Thank an you. honor, too. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to Gale Force Winds. That's Gale Force Winds, W-I-N-S dot com.